the ambition to get back at it. Yeah. You know, how, how long do you think we took off? A while, a while. Yeah, time but flies. Didn't take any time off from my recovery, though. Neither did I, man. Neither did I. Staying it's a, stopped. It's a way of life. You know, it gets to be the rhythm, the, the habit, the new habit. Yep. Uh, and it's the new normal. Discipline turns into routine. Yep. Just part of life now. And I uh, wanted to mention something to you to see what you were you were thinking. And uh, the thing I wanted to mention was uh, you can never say anything right to somebody who doesn't want to hear it. And you can never say anything wrong. To somebody who does want to hear it. It's another metism. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a real big fan because it's... it's if you're not listening, like there's nothing coming in. Exactly, exactly. And people want to speak. People want to tell their truth. Uh, that's what we do here for everybody out there. Mm-hmm. And our truth is not owned by just us. This way of life is the truth for everybody. Keeping our side of the street clean. Johann Sebastian von Goethe, one of my favorite philosophers, said, among other things, that if every man swept in front of his own door, the world would be clean. So that's pretty much all I can do is in front of my own door. So as far as your practice is concerned, like how would you break that down even further, keeping your side of the street clean? Being attentive to my own situation. If I can be, as His Holiness the Dalai Lama once said, teach by example. So I can always do the, hey dude, wisdom words, but if I can't back that up with the way I live, then I'm like I was 10 years ago before I got into recovery, and that was inauthentic, or is it unauthentic? That's a good question. Either way, I know what you're saying. That was all, authentic. That's all it boils down to. I don't know, man. I, I like letting the ego go a little crazy, just not completely off the rails. That's why my door is as wide as it is, so I can get my ego in the room, too. Man, that, what, what would you say egos caused you the most difficulty or problems with? Addiction. Addiction. Huge part of the addiction. Even though I didn't consider myself having a big ego, I did because I was keeping my life away from everybody else around me who I cared for and loved. And my ego didn't want to share my whole life with anybody. And that made me wind up not living my whole life. Going back to that, wanting to be authentic, you know, wanting to keep my side of the street clean and what I would have to do. It was a pretty big broom. Yeah, and it's and it's pretty drastic waves too, of like being so high on ego and then so low on ego. That's that's another thing to try to get used to or to uh, to keep the side of the street clean to try to find that lasagna noodle where uh, the highs aren't so high and the lows aren't so low. And in our practice, ego is the thing. Ego is the, hey there, where have you been? Oh yeah. Come on back. Yeah. That kind of thing, and it's um, it, the ego's tantalizing. Sure is, sure is, and and it's been said before. I like to joke about it when somebody gives a compliment or something. I'm just like always like, careful, my ego's listening. 
thoughts. It's just something to be aware of. Where does the ego live? Great question, Lama. Where does the ego live? I don't know. You know, I mean, it's um, mind, body, spirit. Where? Probably in the spirit because it's so intertwined with like how I roll. And some people hate me for it. But every so often I'll do a checkup from the neck up. I'll see that it's working on someone, especially in sports. And then I'll just let that thing ride on out to victory because life is about W's. Because that's where we're from. We're from New England, the Patriots, best team of all time. There we go. Geographical reference. Oh, you got to have it. You got to have it. And especially you got to represent because, you know, some people are from out of town. They're listening to us out of town. and like, damn, these guys are the best. Well, no shit. We're from New England. Yeah, but there are enough haters out there. I love them. <laughs> I love them for hating. So when you're checking up from the neck up, what love, are you checking? Well, I'm always checking love me or hate me, just don't ignore me. Ooh. That's what I'm checking. And because that's, that's one of the things I found out about myself and my personality and how I tick is it didn't matter. Any attention was good attention. Yeah, all of it. All of it. All of it. I wanted it all. And the ego wants it all, all the time. The ego, you know, it's it, now is the ego the self? You're right. So you know what the Zen guys say? We study the self to, to know to understand the self to, to know the self to forget the self. Uh, who wants to do that? Well, because you got to. You got says to, who? The Zen guys. Yeah. Well, that that's just a little too cured for me. I'm not trying to get that well. Well, if you're checking. The ego. From the neck up. <laughs> All right, if you're checking from the neck that's, up, yeah. That's when you're in self. And you know uh, how self yeah. is a part of addiction and self is a part of recovery. Well, self-love is like trying to stay hydrated on your own urine. <laughs> so it's not going to work. Oh, yeah. It's not going to work. But I hear you and I feel you. Now, the ego is, um, for me, um, the ego is a lifelong study. Um, but apparently... Uh, I was reading the wrong book. And, uh, you know, 10 years ago when suddenly I realized that there was my ego and there was me and they were not the same person. Correct. So becoming authentic allowed me to be able to look as, uh, at things as they really are. I ended up reading a good piece of literature on the ego. It's called Ego is the Enemy. Mm -hmm. And what was nice about that book was that it was um, written where, you know, it was digestible pieces of truth, where it was, you know, four or five pages long, short stories about ego and how they affected many, many of people over the years. And sometimes I, I, I choose to joke, uh, I'll call myself Mike Xerxes Metz. And Xerxes was out of his mind because he built some bridge and it fell apart and he killed everybody that was involved with the bridge. And then he made everyone else whip the water with chains. And there was also some other story about him looking at a mountain saying, I respect your power, but you're gonna have to get out of my way. Talk about ego, man, that's unbelievable. Xerxes, huh? Xerxes. Is that like the eighth day? It's like the eighth day God created Mike Metz. And you know what, and that's just, that's just me messing around on social media to watch watch how it goes down. Yeah, social media. Now, there's a good place to do that with your ego because you, <laughs> you can 
the the only thing better than flying on an air, airplane where you can be anything you want, you know, because when you get off the plane, oh, yeah. Yeah. nobody knows you, right. and nobody knows you on the plane. So you can get on social media and be this person who had macaroni and cheese for dinner and patted the cat and did all of these things, but not your real self. And I think that's your ego out there. Well, one of the other things that I guess I take away from that is like sometimes I'll watch people post some stuff and they'll be they'll be writing this narrative about like, hey, I'm ready to be helpful with this addiction problem. And yet they're throwing somebody under the bus on a, on a situation where it's like, well, the addict you're probably talking about helping is doing the things you're degrading them for. Um, so I, I just see how sometimes there's the contradiction and and trying to speak to somebody and hoping that, you know, you don't puncture their ego too hard, but just trying to let them know, like, hey, this is all interconnected here. The person that's groveling for change or whoever it may be that's that's struggling and stealing stuff, they're probably doing that to support their addiction. And yet you're talking about being helpful. Sometimes it takes that minute just to step back and give it another minute before you just put a label on it. Yeah, and, and, if, and if I had listened to my ego, I wouldn't be in recovery. No, I no. wouldn't be alive. And it's similar to pride. Pride precedes the fall. I, I believe that as well. And and yet the the pride of thinking like, hey, you know what? I think I can figure this out. Uh, yeah, pride I'm sure has killed or ego has killed a lot of good people. And nobody wanted to back then. Um, recovery wasn't as prominent as it is now. And uh, it wasn't as um, gilded as it is now. You know, Regular people go into recovery because they were not regular people. They were looking to, to, to get, life was unmanageable. I couldn't be two people anymore. So I decided that my ego was gonna be with the, the dope fiend and I was gonna be with the Buddhist that got up off the cushion and decided I would change my life. Uh, even though for a lot of people around me, they didn't notice a big change because I was so secret. And to me, that was my ego. You know, I didn't want anybody to know I was using. I didn't want anybody to know that I was, you know, blowing family money uh, or just not being present, that I wasn't being the person I was telling my other that I was. In in the rooms, they talk about how uh, if you start telling on your your alcoholism or addiction, like it, it will ruin the fun for you. And similar to getting on the cushion and spending some time on the cushion and meditating and taking a moment to take a moment, is that fact that like it will avail you more to your ego. It will avail you more to your sense pleasures that you're trying to get. You're trying to get so much out of, and it's not like it dulls the sense pleasures or anything like that but i think it really it hones in the focus of what i'm what am i actually here to do i'm not here to to build my ego every waking moment of every day yeah it's not a it's not a a, a, a master's thesis it's not a it's not a big project it, it should just be you know polishing the tile we call it you know just just making those things better and I guess living up to your ego in, in, a, in one way, 
um, because then, you know, ego is not a bad word. Everybody, everybody thinks it is or it's, it's thrown up in the worlds of, world of philosophy and psychology as, you know, the opposite of the id. Um, but you got you to gotta just have uh, an authentic understanding of who you are. And to me, that's what my ego is now. And sure, it'd be easy to be um, to continue to polish that tile, and now it's a mirror, and I'm looking at myself, kind of thing. But it, it's just being here now, as Ramdas says. And my ego is what I carry with me, but it's not the project. It's not the master's thesis anymore. It's just me. And I know for myself that ego is always, always attached in reference to something. And it, you know, for me, I would get a lot of mileage out of winning anything, a useless argument, a ball game, whatever. And you know what? I know that it's hollow. I know that it doesn't, you know, fulfill or sustain me. Um, but ego needs a reference point. Yeah, and when when I was saying the Zen guys. Um, to study the self, to understand the self, to forget the self. Um, that gave me the opportunity to um, to clean up my side of the street, you know, and I did the, the, the checkup from the neck up, and I allowed myself to just truly live in my heart, uh, my spiritual life, which I had spent a lifetime um, creating and working on, and not expressing it in the most critical place, and that's with myself. You've said it before that, you know, you said you're demons, but the ego knows the power of the practice now. And that, to me, is part of what won't allow it to continue to operate the way that it once did. Well, Lama, I got to say that we covered this ego. Yeah. We covered the, the checkup from the neck up. It's been good to be back in the booth with you. It's been, been a long time, and uh, glad that we're still here doing this. Yeah, and I'm glad everybody's out there who are doing it. Almost uh, definitely. I mean, that's why we're here as your mercenaries. On Radical Recovery Radio. Take it away, Matt. Be good to yourself. Ciao.